1: Welcome to the Stock Market Authority Podcast. I'm Bakes, Kevin Baker. I'm going to teach you how to make money in up and down markets. Very few podcasters or coaches cover this. I'll show you how to lock in profits and minimize losses to make you a better investor. So once a week, you're going to know what's going on in the world and the stock market. Welcome to the Stock Market Authority Podcast. <laughs> Good morning. This is Bakes, Kevin Baker, Stock Market Authority. It's great to uh, be here again. uh, uh back from a minor illness and a great time with my uh, oldest and uh, Bobby in in Washington DC we're going to talk about portfolio Darwinism, And I'll explain that. Uh, this is going to be a good one, folks. Uh, mailbag, uh, you keep asking about banks, so I'm going to keep talking about them. So we'll, we'll talk about uh, a number of those. And then we're going to go through the portfolio. Uh, my search for the 10 best ETFs to make money this year, like we did last year with everybody else being down. But uh, today's top story. Portfolio Darwinism. Uh, That sounds uh, extreme, but I kind of did that on purpose. Uh, My uh, Foster Freeze, who I've learned a tremendous amount from, may he rest in peace, was the leader of uh, Freeze Associates, ran the Brainy Wine Fund very successfully for years. He was a, uh, uh, you know, a, a. Wisconsin native and more gentle than I am here on the East Coast, and he would talk about pigs at the trough. He had this folksy way about him, and the the the, the I use Darwinism because it's survival of the fittest and, and and you know evolution and and that kind of a thing, which I agree with. The more gentle way, I also use old yellow to show you where I come from. Sorry, Murph, and. Um, but uh, he used pigs at the trough, and his whole thing was: you go to the farm and you put the the, the food down in the trough, and the hungriest pigs would be the most aggressive, and and you would you know they would just get in there and, and crowd out the uh, the less hungry pigs. They'd become sa- satiated, and then off they'd go. And the 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 idea was, or the uh, a- analogy was, you want to. Uh, uh, so good stocks, good ideas, good companies, to use Foster's word, good companies for great companies. And I've always liked that, but I've always found in practice it didn't really happen when you had human dynamics because everybody said, there's an exception for my pig, and um, I never really bought it. So uh, I try to have a, a system and a discipline that just works for me. And my wife and my boys, Bobby and Jack, who I do all this for. So what I came up with was I said, okay, let's rank what we own right now. So what we have here are the 12 ETFs that I own right now, that we own right now. Uh, These are the the symbols that correspond to, at the top, Grayscale Bitcoin Trust. And at the bottom, the uh, Small Cap uh, Energy ETF. So and these are relative strengths that are are here. Now, I know what you're thinking. Bakes, you said just a little while ago, you have a search for the 10 best. You're darn right I do, which is why I do this because I'm in the process of deciding uh which pegs are going away uh or 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 you know who gets to stay. And so that's the darwinism approach. I want survival of the fittest. I want to sell the weak and and uh and that's the opposite of what you do, if you're going to be honest with yourself. And I, I ask you to go to your portfolio, and how many stocks do you have that are down 15% or more, and, and have you held on to things just because you don't want to think about taking the loss? You got them, right? I know you do. Don't lie to me. Anyway... Um, so this is relative strength ranks. And all this does in my Marketsmith system, which I really like and really recommend. These are the the, the, the stock charts that I, I show here all the time. And they've got a methodology where I believe they wait the last six months a little bit more. But it in essence says Grayscale Bitcoin Trust has a, a, a relative strength of 96. That means over the recent past, it has beaten Outperformed the uh, the the rest of the stocks in the market by uh, the other ninety six percent of the stocks in the market. So really good relative strength. Uh, on the, in the opposite case, down at the bottom, the energy fund has has fifty three, which is it's in the DMZ, half or better, half or below. So now what I do is to say, okay, the things at the top are really working, and I think I'm right. The bottom four, I'm picking that somewhat arbitrarily because I'm trying to find two to shoot, is uh, the, the, the Real Estate Investment Short Fund, R-E-K, ProShares Short Real Estate, that I think I'm right. But frankly, if the market disagrees with me, I'm going to acquiesce to the market and say, my bad, got it wrong, it's not working. Number two is Platinum, which is acting great today, by the way, so I don't really know about this which is why this is art and science. But these are the four... Weakest, uh, ETFs that I own right now. Platinum, which is physical platinum versus the stocks, which I prefer. We could talk about that more down the road if you want me to. And short Jim Cramer, which is a little bit of an oddball. Uh, Matthew Tuttle, I've made a lot of money with him with his inverse ETFs, especially shorting Wood Woodstocks, Sark, S-A-R-K, and shorting uh, Sogu, S-O-G-U, the short SPAC fund, which is the reason we were up last Last year, when virtually everybody else was down, and then the last is the aforementioned energy fund. So, I just have them here to keep me honest and say, these bottom four are suspicious as of right now. And uh, so, the Darwinism is, is about to take place, I believe. The next uh, way I tackle this is I rank them by, how, am I making money? Am I in the green or... Or the red, and it's just best to worst. Period. End of discussion. Cold hard facts, and um, and I really recommend this. I know most of you won't do it, which is why I want you to come here. But this is these are making us money. These are not. And look at the the losers down at the bottom. And oh, by the way, you, I've got two of are, that are on the same list: the real estate short REK and the platinum ETF. PLTM are on both lists so I have not pulled the trigger on all these yet but these are my two leading candidates to say goodbye to and and feed frankly ideas that uh, I'll bring these up when I pull the trigger that are Surprising to me, frankly, I'm going to tease you a little bit. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm really wrapping my head around one idea that you may see if you go to uh, Stock Market Authority and sign up for my newsletter. I'll show that in between these podcasts. I'm going to put it out on the social media. Uh, again, I'm still doing a lot of work, but uh, uh, again, I'm going to uh, uh, you sell the weak and, 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 and buy the strong. And I know that's counter to what people think of. Everybody thinks, you know, oh, you got to buy deep value and the cheapest things in the downtrodden. No, I want cheapness with change, positive change, something going up. And if you're red, that means you're losing me money and, and, and you're a redheaded stepchild for the, for the foreseeable future. I've got two other names here, the energy service. Uh, uh, portfolio ETF PXJ, uh, which is the the picks and shovels that that get the stuff out of the ground, if you will, the drillers and the frackers and and um, uh, the cement companies and what have you. And pave is frankly, I I, I just think I'm wrong. I think I, it was a false breakout and it, it's not working. So I, what I'm doing is trying to to sell the weak and buy the strong. I'll let you know what happens, but I want to give you my thought process and instill to you to do the opposite of what you're probably doing. You probably sell your winners and and hope and pray that your losers bounce and you can get out at, at, at break even, and that just simply doesn't happen very often, and you and I both know it. This is the next chart that comes from MarketSmith again. Uh, it's the the number one relative strength fund, Grayscale Bitcoin Trust, and I want to just show you if you're watching this on on YouTube or Facebook, and and I'll describe it to you. Uh, if you're working out, walking the dog, this is what what launches look like. This is what bases look like. These are stocks breaking out into new highs because something has changed for the better. The volume is picking up. There are the, you know there are more people that say the banks are in trouble. And I want to own something to hedge against the banks at a minimum. And Bitcoin fits the bill. We talked about the springtime for Bitcoin. And it's working. It's flat out working. And... um the, so I want you to look at the second arrow over here to the right. That's the 96 level. That's the relative strength. That's what a good chart looks like. That's what 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 a uh, a wonderful setup is to making long term capital gains. Doesn't work all the time. But then I look at this volume down here on the bottom that is picking up well above average and when you think about the the crypto winter that we've just endured if if I'm right and it's springtime for crypto then uh, uh, certainly Bitcoin, this is going to work out in our stead. So that's what a good stock looks like. And here's what a questionable stock is, or a satiated pig, to use my Foster Freeze example even further. And oh, by the way, the the team at Freeze literally bought him a pig at one point, and it was about this big, and I saw it at his place in Chad's Ford I think his name was Wilbur. I might be making that up, and that's my feeble memory. It was 400 pounds if it weighed, if it weighed as much as this pen, and uh, it was uh, uh, an adorable little thing. Anyway, uh, I digress. Here's the worst stock okay, uh, that I have right now in terms of relative strength, and that is the Small Cap Energy Invesco uh, uh, ETF, P-S-C-E. Now, uh you look at the relative strength here, 53, you see how it's kind of rolling over. It's below the moving averages. Uh, it's sort of like being in a nightclub at two in the morning. Nothing good happens. Nothing good happens below the 2 or a day moving average, and that's the case here. Now, uh, the other great thing about this is, all right, if I sell all the weak ones that I just talked about, I don't have any emotional baggage any longer. I could turn around in a day, a week, a month, a year, a decade, buy them back, and I don't have any, uh, uh, any baggage, any history, any, any biases that, that are going to keep me away. And be honest with yourself. Do you have stocks, ETFs, groups that you will never touch again because you got your head handed to you the last time? Right? It's like the first time you've had, you know, the, the liquor that made you throw up. So anyway, uh, I think I've taken this as far as I can, don't you think? <laughs> ah, now I
0: feel like they get the point.
1: <laughs> okay, thank you. I appreciate that. Now, what I want you to do, though, uh, because I know how to sell, and I'll be gentle, you don't. And I'm good at this, and I really want you to get better at it. Please go to my website, stockmarketauthority.com, and look at my how to sell Video that is becoming more and more valuable as the days go on. We recorded it, I think, September last year. It is absolutely still valid, and I can give you hundreds of examples. StockMarketAuthority.com. dot uh, com. It's free. Just give me your email, and I'll send you my my uh, daily newsletter that goes in between these shows, where all where all these new ideas keep cropping up. That's uh, Portfolio Darwinism. That's our top story. Now, it's time to check the mailbag. There's a letter in your mailbox. You got mail. (laughs) Uh, Bill from New York uh, uh, emailed me, what do you think of how EBS is acting post the Credit Suisse deal? And I go, uh, I mean, I am so impressed. It's it's ridiculous. I'm biased. Uh, My son Jack works there, full disclosure, but uh this chart it doesn't look like a bank chart it doesn't look like a financial chart almost the rest of them we'll go through some of them i mean they look like death warmed over and and the fact that that it it took the the uh the big bank failures here Silicon Valley and Signature, and came down a little bit below that 2015 level that I highlighted uh, a few months ago, where literally it took out a, a base to the upside, got through uh, a resistance, more on that later. I mean, a 15-year resistance level, it took it out and it's it's now it's above that again uh it clearly likes the credit suisse deal it was clearly uh, uh the combination is going to be monstrous the price was right and uh just couldn't be more impressed so if you Work there or you're a long-term shareholder, hold on to it. The volume is confirming everything that that I just uh, talked about, so uh, stay tuned. We're going to have earnings starting with J.P. Morgan in three days and, uh, and all the banks, and uh, I think UBS is in 13 days or something like that. So we're going to have whites of their eyes uh, evidence about this pretty soon, but... UBS is a champ. If I had to own financials, and thank God I don't, uh, this would be the one I'd pull off the shelf, to be to be honest with you. So uh, good for you, and, uh, and, and stay the course. Tom from Boston uh, uh, texted me and said, uh, J.P. Morgan is too big to fail, should I buy? And I won't uh, bury the lead. No, uh, it is too big to fail. I mean, the U.S. government would not let this go down. I think this is the bank where they they they, the Treasury and the Fed and 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 the FDIC, taps on the shoulder, they, they go to Jamie Dimon and say, hey, you, we, Bear Stearns worked out okay for you back in 08. Will you buy this? Now, he didn't fall over himself to buy the two banks that were, that were available on the cheap, so there might be something going on there. So I don't think it's going to fail. It's certainly not going to zero. Uh, it could go up. I think it's a good house. I think the neighborhood stinks. And frankly, the neighborhood has got fires on it, and and you know, picture row homes. Uh, They might not take out all the row homes, but the property values aren't going up as as the other blocks burn. And um, uh, I have vivid imagery, don't I? Uh, I got to work. I don't know. This is this is what I am. Okay, you got what you got. Uh, So then I think about this logically. All right, so they're not going to go down, you know, in terms of going to zero. Uh, But what's the business going to be like in the future? Net interest margins, okay, that might get a little better. Uh, But FDIC insurance, that's going up. The lending standards, both self-imposed and by the government, they're going up. Uh, It's just not going to be much fun to to be a banker uh, anytime soon, in my view. Uh, They're not growth stocks. They're not dynamic I'm sure someone's going to say it's cheap on book value. I'll say, eh, you know. The, my whole point is there's 2,000 ETFs out there covering everything, as we just talked about. I need 10 of them. I don't need this one. So of all the gin joints in all the world, I'm not going to walk into J.P. Morgan or J.P. Diamonds. There we go. Boom. Was that vague? No. Okay. Okay. Uh, Cheryl from San Francisco this is a tough one and, and I'm very sensitive to this um, uh, wrote me and said I've worked for years at First Republic Bank uh, I feel like a deer in the headlights what do I do now uh, th- and this you know sometimes life sucks and I'm sorry uh, but but here's what I see uh, this is the First Republic chart I give you this arrow at the top, which is where my self-discipline would have kicked in. Full disclosure, I didn't own it. Back then, no one called in and asked me about it. So this is a tree falling in the woods, but I just want you to talk about this more. Uh, It's at 14 now. It's down 90%. Uh, and I'm not rubbing it in. I'm really. I, I hate when this happens. I had friends at Lehman that lost millions of dollars when when um, that went under. So I think it's 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 late for for FRC First Republic Bank holders. But if you know any of you out there. Uh, know someone who owns a lot of stock in a public company that they've earned through stock options and 401k and just working their tail off for years. Uh, please share my podcast. I know how to sell and I teach it and and almost no one else does. And so... Uh, uh, you know, I want to be helpful to 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 other people. I want to be helpful to you, Cheryl. And again, this isn't you know financial advice. I don't know your whole picture. Talk to your financial advisor about this. But when something goes down ninety percent, you know, it just it kind of comes uh, you know, out the window. They have what they call a dead cat bounces. It's 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 you know gross imagery, but you get the idea. Yeah, it'll bounce. Uh, I think the bounces are going to be feeble. We're here at 14, and I think it's going to be years to claw back to triple digits uh, again. Everybody that I talk to that's a client loves their person at First Republic. They love the service. They love the attentiveness. They love the customization. Uh, But once uh, trust is dented, and people are concerned about losing their money, runs on their bank. It takes. It's going to take a long time. It's going to take a long, long time. And maybe the management team, the board, resets option prices so you can start chipping away and buying stock at lower prices. They can grant stock at lower prices. But I would come up with a number where you feel comfortable so that if this goes to zero, and I'm not saying it is, but uh, uh, if it goes to zero, which is unlikely, but Silicon Valley, Silicon Valley Bank showed us that it happens, you might want to do something like, say you want to sell half, every time it's green, sell 5%. Something like that, so that if it goes to zero, at least you've got something left, and if it roars by some act of God, it it, it starts the march back to triple digits, then okay. But, uh, you know, certainly don't go crazy buying here just because you think it's down so much. Uh, The numbers here look ludicrous in terms of next year's earnings and PEs and what have you. So uh, I hate it for you. I feel for you. uh, But I want you to be... As as um, dispassionate about this as you can be, and and make a bad situation less bad. So I hope that's helpful. Uh, That's it for the mailbag this week. If you want to write in to the show with any questions or comments, email me at bakes at stockmarketauthority.com. Even better, leave me a voice recording, and we can play your question on the show. Let's take a break. When we come back, we'll take a look at the SMA portfolio, Stock Market Authority portfolio, and I'll give you this week's Bakes Takes. You're listening to Stock Market Authority. Hang in there. We'll be right back.
0: Do you want to become a better investor? Do you want to learn how to make money in both up and down markets? Then you need to go to StockMarketAuthority.com and sign up for our free newsletter today. Stock Market Authority is run by award-winning investment manager Kevin Bakes Baker. His aim is to save you time while teaching you how to be a better investor. Bakes saves you time by diving into all the latest stock market news and information so that you don't have to. He reads all the latest articles, analyzes the charts, and listens to all the relevant podcasts. And then once a week, he gives you a breakdown of what's happening in the market. Stock Market Authority is constantly outperforming the S&P and the HFRX. Bakes is going to share with you his weekly stock observations. He'll give you concise insights and show you how to lock in profits and minimize losses. Stock Market Authority is making money in up and down markets. Wouldn't you like to do the same? So join now and let Bake show you how. Head on over to StockMarketAuthority.com and sign up for our free newsletter today. That's StockMarketAuthority.com, making money in up and down markets.
1: We are back. And today we've been talking about portfolio Darwinism. And so here's here are my numbers. And again, I'm the only podcast that I see that shows here's the actual account. That my wife and I uh, have outside of you know buying the S and P and uh, uh, the four hundred one k, and uh, that I recommend to my boys. And it's just it, the, here it is month by month by month we're coming up on three years, and we've made money every year thus far, and I'm very proud of that. And frankly, when I started this, didn't know I could do it or we could do it. And and you've been helpful because you have sent me ideas and made me think of, about areas that I I wouldn't otherwise have have looked at. But, you know, we're three and a half times the hedge fund since inceptions, and these are supposed to be the smartest guys in the room, uh, you know, armies of, of analysts and uh, and spreadsheets that, that are along, as long as my arm, and it doesn't have to be that complicated, folks, and I'm proving it. We're up three and a half times the hedge funds, uh, and we've made every money so far this year, and very few others have. And... Be honest. If you made money every year since you know for the last three through the depths of COVID, the the GameStop mania, and and uh, interest rates going up five percent in a year, and, and the S and P coming down nineteen, we were up six. Uh, you know if we, if we can add value, I think we can, and I'd love to have you subscribe and uh, and, and and share this. So far this year, we're down eight uh, percent. Uh, the S and ps is up seven and uh, we've got three quarters to play and I really like our chances I will go through uh, our recent improvements uh, both during the week and on future shows uh, go to my my newsletter my social uh, media posts please subscribe, follow and share and let's get into this week's bake takes uh, and this comes about I've got one take frankly this week Uh, uh, I spent a wonderful weekend in Bobby in D.C., uh, Michelle Maria, thank you for your hospitality. Bobby, thank you for yours. And uh, as I can't help myself, I'm you know doing a little work on the slide. I'm going through all the charts. I'm getting ready for the show. And and I say, you know, Bobby, take a look at this. You know, this is this is uh, uh, breaking through resistance and uh, uh, you know support. It looked it looked rock solid. And he, and he goes, Dad, what do you well, what's support and resistance? And I loved his honesty, and I realized that I've been doing this for 30 years. I stare at charts probably more than I should, and, and he's got uh, you know, a more than full-time job and uh, a wonderful girlfriend that he wants to spend time with, and uh, so he's not looking at support and resistance all the time. And so I'm, again, I might even flesh this out more and back to basics uh, down the road, but think of support as floors, and resistance as ceilings, and I I wish I had a movie clip where I could kind of, you know, an action movie clip where I could play this out, but I don't, so what I'm going to do is I'm going to use Tesla for a few reasons, number one, uh, it's a share scoops name that keeps showing up all the time, Gus will talk about next week, and uh, uh, its history is so dramatic, Elon Musk is, is, uh, you know, such a larger-than-life figure, and it also has round numbers involved. So it, it, it came into the the uh, interest rates going to zero, stock basically went from 50 to 400-plus, to you know, p- turned positive cash flow into the S&P, all of that. And so that whole rise that you see here is – kind of a moonshot. And then it has to consolidate. And support developed this top line here at $200. Okay? That's support. And you can see all the times over the last two years where it's come down, respected that, and bounced back. And think about that. There's a lot of people that say, I missed it. I wasn't there. Kathy Wood was right. I was wrong. And and, uh, uh, maybe I'm short. And I'm I'm uh, you know over my skis for whatever reason individuals and institutions said at around two hundred bucks I want to buy some, and so that becomes self fulfilling for a lot of people and it be- and the 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 longer and the more often it touches it the more important the support level is so it hits the floor. All right, and then I, I'm trying to think of a good. Uh, I, I keep going back to Home Alone because now I'm mixing my metaphors. But think of of the the floor breaking out and Joe Pesci going down uh, g- going down uh, a floor or two. It breaks support two, at 200 last year, and then 200 becomes resistance, the ceiling. And when you break support, people say. Holy cow! I thought that was the floor. It isn't. I'm now losing money. Things have changed. Get me out. And things—it's much easier to build things. Sorry, destroy things than to build things. And the stock market is no different. So when it broke the prior support at 200, as you can see here on the chart, it got to 100, the next level of meaningful support in months, two, three, four—I forget the exact number. But so uh, support is broken, and then it goes down to the next level where there's a, another group of buyers that said, "I was smart enough to buy it below 100. And now I get a chance to add to it. Uh, I, I was wrong on my short. I'm going or I was right on my short. I'm going to cover at 100, and it becomes the next support level. And uh, it bounces around there for a while. Then things get better, and it goes back to resistance. Recently. Uh, at at two hundred bucks, but you see how it respects two hundred bucks. It's spent almost no time above two hundred since then. It's back at the ceiling, and it's, it's, just, it's just gravity. When you come back, you know, go off the floor to the ceiling. There's all this this uh, resistance above your head, and all those people before that have an experience saying, "Thank you, dear Lord, for, for bringing it back here." I'm finally back close to break even. I'm selling my stock, get me out of here, and it's a landing I can walk away from. So resistance to ceilings, support are floors, and that's why when I get excited and I come up with new ideas, it's usually when there's uh, long-term resistance that is broken because buying power has become intense and acute, and and drives the stock into new highs something positive has changed and something has changed for the positive and other people are recognizing that both institutions and individuals and they're voting with their dollars and i love that stuff and i'm looking for it all the time so uh bobby i hope that's helpful everybody i hope that's helpful if it isn't come back to me and uh, I will clarify. We'll do other uh, back to basics and I'll clarify all the confusing things I say uh, in these half hours. So that's my bakes take for the week. And as we close out today's show uh, I always like to end up with with some levity, uh, much needed levity and uh, I thought it'd be appropriate uh, Bobby and I stayed up until the wee hours and we watched Shane Gillis, a very very funny guy. If he ever comes around I'm gonna go see him Uh, He might be coming up to New Hampshire uh, pretty soon, by the way. Uh, uh, This is the history lesson of Alabama football. I think there might be a bad word or two. Not too many. Uh, I think it's safe for work. Hey, I hope you had a great week. I hope you enjoyed the show. I hope I was helpful. And tell me how I can get better. All right? I will see you next week. Thanks a lot. God bless. Bye now.